Hi, everyone, and welcome to Intentional Guy. Today, I want to introduce you to a good friend of mine, Karen Jolly. She has uh, been so gracious to join me today. Karen, how are you doing today? Hey, Mike. I'm doing great. A little raspy voice today, but happy to join you. Thanks for inviting yeah. me. Well, the reason why I brought Karen, I want to talk about, uh, so back in January, I had released uh, my book, Exposed. Here, this is the hard copy of it um exposed and it just chrono it, it, it chronicles my my journey um back to restoration uh the book is called exposed uh secret emails lies divorce a journey to restoration um with it and it was it was kind of a kind of a tough book to write maybe you know uh, but I'm I'm asking Karen to come in here because Karen's a really good friend of, of ours. Uh, we met at uh, Momentum Church, and mm-hmm. we actually served for I don't even know how how many yeah. years we served uh, <laughs> together quite a bit. It's um, got to be around six or eight, probably. I would think. I, I would think so. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's here's a couple with our group. This is. We went to Orange together. I went with, it was me and all the ladies. And it was, it was always so much, so much fun. We went on this trip. It was fun. Um, but here's a picture of me and Karen at Orange. Uh, the top right, I think that was after one day we were tearing down and remember it just poured rain on us. Yes. We had no choice. This is what we looked like afterwards. And then the bottom one is Karen uh, karaoke with some of the kids <laughs> from Big City and all that. That's right. So yes, it was good days. Very good days. And yes. what's important with those days, what days are, is when you met me, and I'm not going to take everything from you, because um, I like for you to kind of hear people hear it from your words. There's certain mm-hmm. people in each stage of my life that that know me from in this book from different eras. Some who have read the book that knew me when I was growing up a preacher's kid mm-hmm. and saw me as that. And as a teenager, some knew me from the camp that I worked at, uh, some from college. Um, and then some knew me when I was working as associate pastor and youth minister. And then, um, there are people who were around when, uh, I fell into, darkness i don't know what you want to call it and uh, and there's been people all along that journey and then there's people who've been at that journey during the restoration part mm-hmm. and karen got to see me through well, we've known each other for eight years mm-hmm. you know at least and so you saw me at a vulnerable time mm-hmm. and so you got to see a lot of growth mm-hmm. so anyways i don't want to talk too much i wanted you to <laughs> Share a little bit about the book and what your and our thoughts on the restoration process. Yeah, yeah. So, like Mike said, I've known him for a long time since they first started coming to our church, and all I knew when Mike and Amber started coming to our church was that they had been hurt by the church, which I've heard of many times before, 
and that Mike used to be youth pastor. I think I didn't know that, Mike, until maybe a couple years after I met you. And I said, you know, we were serving in kids ministry together. And I I knew that you just, man, had a gift. You had a gift. So when I when I learned that you had been a youth pastor, I was not surprised because <laughs> I knew you had to just a, a way with presenting the Bible to kids. And it was so good. And I was in awe the first time that you spoke in Momentum Kids. So that was um, and, really. And I think what some people need to know in that timeline, that would maybe a year and a half after maybe two years after working with you. I mean, it was a yeah. while so, because yeah. at first I didn't, I came in, I, I, I was scared. Yeah. And I do remember that we had to kind of talk you guys, kids leaders kind of had to talk you guys into just stepping in just, just to run the sound, just to run the video, just come in and, you know, just yes. make sure everything sounds good. That's all we need you to do. Um, yeah. Little did he know that we had a bigger plan <laughs> behind yes. the scenes. Um, but I, I do remember uh, being told that, you know, not to overwhelm you guys, not to, you know, come in and ask you to do all the things at first. So those are the things I knew. I did, I think you told us not so long into meeting you that you were told you would never be used again. And I, that is all I knew until I read your book. I didn't ask, I didn't, I didn't really feel like at that point it was any of my business. Um, I just knew that you guys were where you needed to be and you were being used. And that's all I needed to know from that point on. So, um, so when I read your book, I think I read it in like two days because I was, I couldn't put it down. I was like, I know Mike for who he is now. I never knew that, that path. And we could probably talk for a very long time about the way we grew up. I know that you and I have talked extensively about legalism and shame and that, you know, we really grew up the same way. And luckily I didn't, I saw that happening around me. Um, I saw people in where I grew up, I saw people get shamed and not get the help and the encouragement that they needed. Thankfully, um, I was removed from that. Like after I married my husband, we went and to a different church and found out that relationships with Jesus is more important than what people think about you. Um, and I think that's what you found too, eventually was the people um, who are doing the shaming are likely hiding something as well. Um, And, and the one thing like coming out of that, and the one thing that keeps ringing through to me for your restoration phase is community. And that's what you needed. And I think that is what helped pull you guys out of the darkness as far as isolation and not getting around other Christians for fear of shame, I think community is what just can come alongside and help people. So when you got that is when I saw that you guys really changed. Yes. And I mean, it was, and you got it. So right. I don't, I, I don't 
I do not believe you cannot find restoration without the right relationships in your mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. you know, and those healthy relationships. Because when we came in, you know, to clarify, there was a lot of guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Me and Amber felt like we had been hurt by the church stuff. Come mm-hmm. to find out, yeah, we really uh, hurt the church. We really hurt ourselves. We, as you read the book, you see things we're not so proud of that that took place and it but the enemy used that to paralyze us yes and um it, it's funny because i was serving in one part of the church where i where i got started and some things happened there and i just you know how the enemy wants to take you out right mm-hmm. you know yeah. especially if you're if you're improving and all that yes. and i remember walking into kids the kids ministry into there and it was utter chaos uh because we would have at that time i think what it was nothing to have 40 kids oh yeah like that oh, you know? at least. Mm-hmm. and but it was organized chaos you know and yeah. i did i just thought like i'm i'm just going to do i will do the sound the lights mm-hmm. the setup tear down you know uh yeah. But, you know, I because even though I had been a youth pastor, I worked with teenagers, little mm-hmm. kids. I was never good with, you know, I'm like, uh, nah, they scared me. Right. <laughs> and I, I remember. Um, you work with a bunch of women. They're very tricky, first off. Uh, so I we, like, but I we we like to call it strategic. Uh, oh, is that what it is? Very strategic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I loved about it was when we, you guys uh, see, there was something that happened to me. Uh, I felt like a throwaway person, you know, mm-hmm. like um, I don't know. I felt abandoned and lonely, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel. I, and I until I wrote this, I didn't. I didn't really felt I deserved to be healed too you know, mm-hmm. or to be forgiven, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but up to this point, I had always felt like a thrown away person. And I even think I, I mentioned a couple of times things to you guys, like to make, you know, you, you wouldn't really like me if you knew, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. none of that ever mattered. And that's what right. I, I really enjoyed. And once you get in there around the kids, kind of forget everything because mm-hmm. it, it becomes all about the kids. Yeah. Right. And then they're actually, I think, who helped bring down a lot of our walls mm-hmm. was once we started ministry. And I remember the first time that I ministered uh, that I did something other than um, the lights. And it was we were going to have music day. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. everybody. We were going to have people play their instrument. And I think your daughter, Callie, played the violin is that mm-hmm. right yeah that's right yeah and, and someone had told well amber did amber betrayed me it told <laughs> y- you and mm-hmm. um hannah and mm-hmm. amy that i played the guitar and yeah. it's like oh no no please mm-hmm. please please i was like and i had an easy out oh you know i'd love to but i don't have a guitar mm-hmm. and all that and then um you guys had a guitar for me right. you know <laughs> And I remember uh, I was scared to death. 
And I were walking up there, get on stage and singing. I sung, sung a song that I have sung the majority of my life because I know it was called Somebody's Praying for You. Ricky Skaggs does that song. Hmm. And um, that was just something that always I could sing when I was hurting or down or whatever. But that day after I got done doing that, God did something, hmm. you know, I, I don't know what it was, God, how to explain it. It's supernatural, right? Mm -hmm. But God did something in that moment. And then next thing I know, Karen has got me doing games yeah. and helping <laughs> with games. And the bad thing is, and anybody that knows me knows this, if you give me a microphone, it's <laughs> over. It yeah. is over. And I think <laughs> I went a little berserk with the microphone and emceeing the games. But we just started having fun yeah. serving together. Mm -hmm. you know? And But it was, it was in those times. Uh, but when you read the book, uh, were you shocked with some of the stuff that you read? Yeah, I was. I I mean, that's, that's just a perfect word to describe it because that's not who I know. And so it was like reading about a different person because I had, I, I had no idea. And I, and I love that because God has spoken into my restoration in, in this year during my restoration. Um, since I, the book has gone out and I put it out, you know, first it's God's story. It's not my story. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I've been able to look at that book and say, but that's not me. Right. And I'm no longer defined by the worst moments in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I, I'm defined by who God has created me to be. Right. And it was, I, and I have to give a lot of credit to big city, um, because you guys, I, I repeatedly said, you know, God would never be able to use me again. And I believed mm -hmm. it. I believed mm -hmm. it. And you guys saw something different that we couldn't see at the time, mm -hmm. you know. And, I, and I, I feel like God allowed us to see that, you know. That was, that was him leading and him just showing us who you really are. Yeah. And... One of my favorite memories, I won't forget, is beach baptism. Mm -hmm. me, me and you side by side, <laughs> baptizing all these little kids that we had yeah. led to the Lord. It's more kids. Mm -hmm. I, I baptized more people that <laughs> day than I had ever in my ministry, ministry at, at a church. I have <laughs> led more kids to the Lord. And, and I remember when me and you were baptizing and doing Amy was across from me and I remember Amy looked over at me and said you still believe that God can't use you Mike mm -hmm. you know I and that was that. that was that was <laughs> another um eye moment for me but yeah and that's why I think I want I, I'm trying to push my book but you know I, um out there is to help bring hope to people who don't maybe have that hope because I didn't right. I didn't have it. I could see hope for you. I could see hope mm -hmm. for everybody else, but I could not see the hope for me. Mm -hmm. um, 
and, and maybe because of the shame, there's a, a part in the book that I quoted from someone that says, there's nothing we can do to make God love us more. And there is nothing we can do to make God love us less. Okay. And the only way I could learn that was through my relationships at Momentum, at the church mm-hmm. that we're going to, the friendships that I made there um, with you, I, my wife. And my wife, uh, she has bigger walls than me. Her walls went <laughs> even higher, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, I know that, Karen, you were very instrumental in that because you would take that extra moment to spend time with us before the gatherings, after the gatherings, <laughs> um, and to speak truth when we would hear the the enemy the lies in our mm-hmm. ears, you know, mm-hmm. and all that. And that's that's where the appreciation really comes from for me, you know. Uh, Galatians 6, I want to share that real quick. It says, brother and sister, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourself so you also may be tempted. But I love that it says, but you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. And mm-hmm. that's what you guys did, you know, mm-hmm. for us. You guys, you, you loved us without knowing us, mm-hmm. you know. And we became family mm-hmm. after that that time period, you know. And right now, I, um, we all have branched out into something else. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'm, I'm focusing on this ministry, but I am going to go back to kids ministry, uh, mm-hmm. kid, big city at least <laughs> once a month. I love that. Uh, you know, and just because I, it brings me, I do, it gives me joy, you know, mm-hmm. working with those kids. And, um, you know, after the car wreck, I, I had dropped out. And then mm-hmm. as you read the book, you'll read about what happened to John, our son. Mm-hmm. You know, and John just gave his story on here, mm-hmm. you know, and talked about, um, you know, our son had been molested and Karen has moved into the youth group side mm-hmm. at our church, you know, and it's, you love us, you know, you know how you love us. You love us when you love on our kids, right? Mm-hmm. You love my kids. You've got my heart, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and God, you know, I, I don't want to sound so selfish, but I feel like God put you in the youth ministry for us, for John, because John learned to trust you mm-hmm. in big city, mm-hmm. you know, and he built that relationship with you in big city. And after John went through all the stuff that he did, Karen was instrumental in pushing John into becoming more involved in the youth group. Mm-hmm. And made us not worry too when John went on retreats <laughs> and other things that, you know, mama Karen was yeah. watching jo- our son too, and that he was okay, you know, mm-hmm. which, which is important. And one of the things that we have in our life is, is that we talk about um, doing life together. Mm-hmm. And I really feel Karen is one of those people. We're definitely doing life together. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Through the good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, I, I want to ask you another question about the book. Um, mm-hmm. So it has a lot of ugly in it. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of ugly in it. 
It really does. Um, were you a and you were able? You were able. I didn't. I didn't even know you read the book until I saw what you posted. That you posted mm -hmm. a review for me on there, and um, I was scared to death. <laughs> you know, I was scared to death sure. because how how is she going to see me? Um, but I like what you you've already said. You know, you see me for who God has restored me to be. Right, right. So, but yeah, and and even through that, you know, our, we are called to love, and so seeing who you were and then seeing who you are now, it just gave me a whole new respect instead of, you know, a judgment, it gave me a whole new respect for you and for what you've overcome and what God has helped you guys through. And it's a beautiful picture of how Christ works. You know, look at his disciples who he handpicked who right. weren't living right. They weren't doing the right thing until Jesus came along and said, come follow me. And they did. But did were they perfect when they were following Jesus? No. I mean, look at Peter and Thomas who doubted and Judas who betrayed him. Like they all were Jesus followers, but they all continued to mess up. But he just brings them back and says, yeah. you know, I forgive you over and over and over. And that's something that we all deserve because he died for us, not yes. because we earn it, but because of him. So, yes. you know. Yes, there are times where it's hard to look at somebody's past and still love, but for but for you guys, because of how far you've come, it was it was not hard. It was I was thankful to know your whole story finally, um, just because I know what you guys are doing for him now, for God now, and and where you are. Yeah, and you know that's the reason why I wanted to write that book, and, and we come from a same type of circle of mm -hmm. churches, right? Mm -hmm. Is um, the reason why I didn't have any hope was because I never saw a full restoration before in my life. Right. I had seen, and I wrote, I, I put a passage in there. There was a pastor friend of ours who fell into sin. And I remember other preachers who were kind of rejoicing that he got, that he was, he was found out. Bless God, another bad preacher gone is what I heard, mm. you know? Mm. and I, you know we have a tendency to kick each other when we're down mm -hmm. and sometimes the people who hurt us the most will be other christians mm -hmm. you know and but why i wrote this book was because i never saw it illustrated to me so i didn't think it was possible to come back to god right not not fully you know and i'm going to tell you that today, I have a better relationship with God than I have ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. Today, I am, and, I, I don't, and I'm not saying this boastfully, I'm saying this excited, being excited that I'm happy today. I'm, I have mm -hmm. a life of joy and peace mm -hmm. that I really didn't know existed. And a lot of people are like, well, you, he couldn't have been saved and done the things that he did. I was judged a lot by people saying I, I couldn't be saved during that. But I heard but, that a lot growing up. But you know, Christians are we're capable of murder, anything. 
all yeah. that stuff. We're capable of the worst sins that mm-hmm. somebody else is if we take our eyes off of God. Right. And that's what happened to me was my eyes got off God. And so I wanted to write this book, Karen, to those who find themselves hurting, mm-hmm. thrown away, lonely, mm-hmm. that there is hope. And one of the things that I wanted to illustrate in my book was, and I didn't even get it I, I fully until I read my book. You know, that's the crazy thing is I, I mm-hmm. first off, who am I to write a book? You know, <laughs> up until two years ago, I didn't even, I, I could have na- named on, I probably read five books in my life, you know. <laughs> now I've, I've read tons of books. Uh, but as I was writing this book, I was seeing that each step of the way in my journey, even at my darkest hours where I pushed God away, God didn't leave. And God had someone in the, in the sidelines, each Mm -hmm. step of the way for when I was ready to choose Mm. to follow him. That's so good. He had somebody there. Right. And there was, there was lots of times because I, I would listen. And this is funny. I put this in my devotional that I wrote. It's funny, sometimes we will give the enemy our ear more than we will give God. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. will listen to the enemy lie to us more mm-hmm. than adhere to the truth that God has in front of us. Right. And, you know, that's, I'm hoping that my book, the reason why I want to encourage people to read it is so that they can find that hope mm-hmm. that is in Christ and that they can see in me that you can be restored. Yeah. And that God is not done with you. Right. You know? And so, but also I want to reach out to, because you said something in your post, and I meant to pull pull it up, um, <laughs> but you said something in it that, in fact, no, I don't, I don't have time to pull it up. It takes me forever to pull things up. I'm that. <laughs> But you said something in it to this effect, that by reading this, it helped you to not take for granted that everybody around is is where you think they might be. Or, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. um, I, I can't say it the right way, I, there, but there was something that you said that opened your eyes. It helped you yeah. to be a little bit better because people like you, you didn't know how much we needed you. I didn't. But you were there. And you're a testament of what God wants out of people. And what I'm hoping people will see that, you know, the Mike Collins, the Karen Mm -hmm. Jollies, the Tim Payne, the Amy Geis, Mm -hmm. all these people who were instrumental in my life um, didn't know my story. Right. Because it wasn't required. Mm Mm-hmm. You guys love me regardless. You accepted us regardless. Um, And I think you would have done that even still, and maybe even more so if you did know our story. Mm -hmm. You know, I would just want to encourage people out there that are, you're in a good place. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can speak to this, Karen, a little bit too. Um, Read this book. Mm -hmm. Look for signs in other people. And, and know that we don't know what other people are going through. Yeah. But are you someone that you can look past it and help? Because 
I can't tell you how many times Tim Payne tried to get us and get us to mm-hmm. church and tried to work with us. Mm-hmm. And but he, he never gave up on us, you know. Mm-hmm. Amy never gave up on us. You never gave up us on us in there. And I know there had to be times that you guys were so sick of the same song and dance. <laughs> like, when are they going to get it? But eventually we get it. Yeah. And we get we got it through your guys' relationships. Mm-hmm. So I hope that that is illustrated in, in the pages of my book that, that yeah. it's the relationships that count the most. I think that's a great way to look at it. If you're somebody who is needing hope, read the book. If you're somebody who has hope, read the book because you can see it from the other side and you can see what people go through and it will definitely help you love better. It helps me love better. Yeah. So um, how did you like the hook at the beginning? That Did that? I don't know that I ever told you about the FBI. No, I mean, that was it just pure shocking. I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about your daughter. I had no idea. Yeah. So yep. I want to give too much away. I want people to read it, but yeah. definitely, I mean, yeah. It was, uh, it was such an up and down journey. And the, the reason why the book is called Exposed and I think Karen, you can understand this. Um, my biggest fear is that the world would find me out. Mm-hmm. My biggest fear is, would Karen Jolly still love me if she knew me? Yeah. You know. And writing this book was God telling me to write this book. Mm-hmm. You know, and to expose myself. Yeah. And I think he needed me to do that one because once I wrote, read that book, once I heard from you guys and I remember I saw where you put it on the post, but the first time I saw you back at church mm-hmm. after you read the book, you beelined right to me and <laughs> gave me a hug and told me how proud of me you were that mm-hmm. I had wrote that, yeah. you know, and you know, I can't tell you because you still, you know, my fear is how's Karen going to accept me? You know, <laughs> how are people going to accept me? And yeah. then I realized it, it doesn't matter. Right. I, I have lost some people over this. There are some sure. friends I have not heard back because they cannot. And, and I think it's because they can't wrap their head around it. Maybe they feel mm. betrayed. I, mm. I wasn't the person everyone thought I was, I wasn't the person I thought I was sure. because I was, I, I was brought up really playing a role mm-hmm. instead of living it. Yeah. You know? So that's a great point, Mike. And, and, you know, I think all of us, no matter our passions or struggles, I know that, and maybe it is the way we grew up, but I know I've heard from a lot of people that there is something about, someone knowing something about you. I think sometimes I feel like, you know, someone's going to expose me for not being as loving as I portray myself to be, you know, because we have moments of of hardship or we have moments of struggle with ourself and, and, you know, listening to the enemy, like you said. Um, But I think I definitely grew up 
feeling like I'm a fraud and I'm a fake and, you know, like nobody hears me yell at my kids. And so right. when I post something nice about my kids on Facebook or Instagram, it makes I, the enemy can take that and say, oh, what if they knew that you just, you know, called your daughter a little brat or, you know, told her to stop being a brat or didn't respond right. to her nicely. You know, that is sometimes how I feel that I just don't necessarily want everybody to know that. So that's a, right. I think that's a spiritual battle that we all have to face. Mm -hmm. And then when you come clean and you are like, you know what, I'm not the perfect mom. You know, what? I'm not the perfect wife. And this is me and my flaws and all. It's freeing. You know, yeah. and I think I've told my kids when there is something that you're hiding, let's say, for instance, you're not doing your schoolwork and you go to school every day unprepared. Of course, you're going to have anxiety. Of course, right. you're going to worry that you're going to fail the test because you're not you're not putting in the work, you know. So that's another way of, of that feeling. But but being free to be truthful, I feel like is just a sense of freedom that people can have. So if you're struggling, have somebody to talk to and just pour your heart and soul out to. And that's a sense of being exposed, but yet finding freedom. And I think that's yeah. what you found. Yeah. And, and I think you guys illustrate it well. And I love what you said earlier. It was through our community. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, you guys helped us. You brought us into your family. Yeah. You brought, and without knowing. And we affect people sometimes without knowing their story that, they needed what we, they needed our relationship. We don't know why God puts us in some of those places. Uh, and that's one reason why I love our church so much is because mm -hmm. you just, mm -hmm. you know, no perfect people allowed, right? right. Um, but we we live by that. And we're not perfect, you know. No. <laughs> um, by any means. Neither are our leaders perfect no. by any means. But we, every day we're trying to live intentionally for God. Yeah. Right. You know, and that and that's where this ministry came from was uh, learning the word intentional while working mm -hmm. with you. God gave that word to me. And mm -hmm. now that has changed me. And something that is so exciting is for you guys that are watching this video and everything is there is peace. There is joy. There is happiness. Yeah. There is. All the stuff waiting where you mm -hmm. don't let the enemy have your ear. Don't let him think right. that, you know, you're not worth yeah. uh, loving. You yeah. know, you, you were worth loving so much that God died for us. And, right. you know, I felt like I was, I was the exception to the rule, you know? And the truth was, I, 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 I've said this over and over again mm. um, in my podcast, but one person, Ted Cunningham, asked me one question. And that question I ask that question of myself every day. How does God see you? Mm. How do you think God sees you? And every day I, I kind of look at that because it helps me put myself back into perspective. It doesn't matter what mm -hmm. the world sees in me. It doesn't yeah. matter what my Facebook looks like. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the enemy is saying in my ear. Yeah. What is, how does God see me today? And that was, it took me a long journey to, to realize Mm -hmm. God's love for me because I was one of those kids that grew up. I hate myself. Mm. And I said that every day of my life. I hate you, you know, mm. until this past year. Right. You know? 
but now I'm living in freedom. Yeah. And it's so amazing. You know, and that's what I love about our <laughs> church. I look, I see so many of those stories around me, Yeah, mm -hmm. you know? And so I just want to encourage people, listen, there are people out there. If you find that community, get yeah. involved. A lot of people, we go, you know, I think one of the things that I like about our church is we, it's all about volunteering. It's all mm -hmm. about serving, you know, and by serving, you can get outside of yourself. Helping mm -hmm. someone else yes. gets you outside of who you are. Yes. And the majority of churches I came to came from before coming to Momentum, it was always the staff people serving mm. and doing it all. And what I love about here is everybody, we should be serving at our church. If we're just going in, sitting in the pew, mm -hmm. we're not doing our part. Yeah. We're not doing, we need to be doing more. And you know, it's important to add to that yeah. community. Yeah. And that's a great way to find a community is finding some way to give back and volunteering and, and it all, when I'm in a bad place or in, in my head and all up in my field, going and helping somebody certainly takes me out of it right away. Yep. Yep. And you know, we knew Karen because Karen you guys were at the beginning of the church, I think. You guys were you guys were there everywhere. So Karen and Doug, you saw Karen and Doug everywhere. So we knew you guys, but we didn't know you. Yeah. And um, I am so appreciative of our friendship mm -hmm. and the relationship that we have. Um, it's it's awesome. It's awesome yep. to have friends. I'm like I'm very thankful too. Yep. And I just want to thank you for coming on here today and and sharing that um, with us and talking about my book a little bit. Uh, you know, hopefully people will know I'm not trying to sell a book to make money. Right. No. You know, um, if you can't afford it, message me and I'll I'll get you a copy. Mm -hmm. um, but I want people to, to read my story because. I think it's one of healing and yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that God will show you that you can be restored. Mm -hmm. And I was restored. I'm, I can say I'm fully restored. You know how great that yeah. is? Yeah. You know how happy it is. Yeah. And that's awesome. To, to smile and, mm -hmm. and all this. And my wife, she asked me the other day, are you okay? It's funny because you know me, everybody that knows me knows I like my mouth goes 90 miles an hour. I've always got some kind of sarcastic pun coming out. I'm trying to make everybody laugh, do whatever I can. Right. And I'm not so much that person anymore. Um, I, I sit back and, and I'm still funny. I still tell jokes and I still enjoy that. You know, in fact, you, I didn't even know until we started serving it. Karen knew my sister, um, mm -hmm. Becky, you know, and, um, anyways, <laughs> I, but I am different today because now I don't have to try and make you like me. Right. You know, my, my joy and peace doesn't come from who accepts me and who doesn't. That's right. so I don't, I don't That's have to right. be out there trying to, trying to do that. And mm -hmm. now what I'm doing is I'm sitting back and I'm watching and I've been asking God to make me a Michael Collins, mm -hmm. to make me a Karen Jolly, mm -hmm. 
make me an Amy Guides, to be one of those, to be what you guys were to me in those times. I, you know, I don't want what I went through to be in vain. And right. so from the deepest part of my heart, thank you, friend, for being Aww. my friend, you know, because it means the world to me. And um, I hope that people, after listening to me and you talk today, will will go on Amazon. I'll put it mm-hmm. in the link where it's at and, yep. and purchase this book. Get this book. Read it. It's even an audible. It's on uh, digital format. And it's amazing. I have been able <clears throat> to publish this book and do all this, Karen, for under $500. Wow. Which is that's, that's awesome. It, it, it's, it's, it's normally about $5,000 to get your book published and wow. all this stuff done, you know. But that is how God has opened the door once mm-hmm. um, he told me to write this book and um it took me i wrote it in two months wow which is unheard of i wrote it in two months but uh god just it it just poured out it yeah. just poured out and there was times where i just thought it, as i was read writing this book i was weeping mm-hmm. and crying and i would have to stop because i would mm-hmm. get so overwhelmed i would have to tell the spirit of um lie that was lying to me mm-hmm. to get away that mm-hmm. as i was writing this people are going to reject you i can't believe mm-hmm. nobody wants to hear you know what a sick person you were you know right. and just all these lies that came in you know yeah and i know i've learned one thing is i'm not alone in those feelings mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that there's several people out there that have those so i hope today yeah people are encouraged and i hope that you know people can see the joy in our lives Mm -hmm. and how important it is to show the joy in our life and to have that freedom yeah so any last things you want to say before we sign off no just definitely buy the book you won't put it down it's a it's great it's a just a great story of hope and i'm thankful that you are my friend and i'm thankful that you did that because i even since the book came out just the joy between you and Amber and all the wonderful things going on with your family. It's so great to see. Yeah. We're, we're sitting back enjoying the blessings mm-hmm. of God and what it means to have favor, to have yeah. God's favor. And it, it's shining through my family right now. And, yeah. and I told my wife the other, I said, we need to enjoy this because the enemy doesn't like this. Mm-hmm. He's, right. he's going to try and stop this but our peace doesn't come from anything but God now. So right. he's going to have a harder, have a harder time this time. That's right. Your eyes are on the right prize. That's, that's right. That's good. Yeah. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being here and everyone until next time, just keep being intentional. Thank you. Mm-hmm.